It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what's happening? What's good? It's Bear Motter from Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. And it's the Friday edition of Lockdown Rams. That's right, we made it through a bye week, another week, and we finally get to play some football on Sunday. I'm so excited. I want to say thank you to all of you guys for hanging with me uh, through these past, you know, 10, 13 days, whatever it ends up being, of uh, talking Rams football with not a whole lot to go off of. So we've been talking a lot of Giants, we've been talking a lot of recap stuff, we've been doing all that. Um, so thanks guys for listening and sticking with me through the bye week It probably wasn't the easiest of content to create, uh, but we had a blast. My man James joined me a bunch. Uh, we've got some cool things moving forward, so I'll always keep you up to date about that. Um, I got an exciting guest that's actually going to be an interview on Monday, and then we're going to bring him on for the Tuesday show. Uh, so really excited about that. I want to reach out to you guys because I want to gather some questions uh, over the weekend. But yes, we are excited. Football is just around the corner. And yes, we are heading out to New York to face the Giants. And so I'm going to go over a little bit of the history here. I know we've hit you with some stats. We've done all this. Um, but there's some really cool things uh, with this matchup and how it has played over time. This is the 44th time that we have met the Giants. This will only be the second time at MetLife Stadium. Remember, it's a new stadium out there. The Rams have mostly dominated this series, winning 27 of those games. However, it's been mostly the New York Giants the past decade or so. Uh, since 2002, the Giants are 7-0 against the Rams, outscoring them 216-124. to Average margin of victory, 31-18. to But heading into this game, that's a little different as we're coming from opposite ends of the spectrum. Obviously, we know the Rams 5-2 looking amazing right now. Uh, and not so much for the Giants. They've struggled. Um, a couple of things that we want to mention. Uh, James has tweeted out a really awesome thing about third downs. Uh, Rams being one of the best in the league right now. They own the highest conversion rate in the NFL on that critical down, which is third down, leading the league with 49%. Mm, Not so much for the Giants. They rank 29th on third down, just converting 32% of the time. Obviously, I'm assuming that has to do with a lot of their offense right now, which cannot seem to run the ball and have lost Many of their major players, you know, including Odell Beckham and Brandon Marshall, their number one and two wide receivers. And then another thing to look at, the Rams ranked 12th defensively on third down uh, and the Giants 22nd. So they're pretty bad on third down. We're great defensively. We're pretty great on third down and they're pretty bad defensively. So as we're talking all week and the expectations for the Rams and what we expect, uh, this plays into it, and I'm really assuming that the Rams are going to come out and really dominate this offensively and defensively side of the ball, uh, so that'll be something to look out for. Another area of the game where we dominate pretty heavily here is in the run game. Um, Todd Gurley has more 100-yard games this season than the Giants running backs have in the last three years. What? That's pretty crazy. So Brandon, <laughs> we're going back to the Brandon Jacob days um, when they really had a consistent back there. Right now they have Paul Perkins, Wayne Goldman, and Orleans Darkwa. 
Yes, that's probably wrong, but that's what we're going with. Um, know who the guy is? Don't really know who he is, if that makes sense, uh, because he hasn't done well. Uh, on the other hand, you know what Gurley's been doing. Gurley has rushed for 100 yards four times this season, including for the last five, which has been pretty awesome. And then just to kind of dive deeper into this you know, rushing problem for the New York football giants is uh, kind of watching the Thursday night game here, and Josh McCown just rushed in a scoring touchdown. Uh, he has three on the season. That puts him above five other teams as far as rushing touchdowns. Seahawks, Lions, and Giants only have two. Bengals have one, and the Dolphins don't have a rushing touchdown this year, which is funny because they just trade their best back they have. Um, But that's pretty funny. Uh, Josh McCown has more rushing touchdowns this season than the Giants. So Rams, who don't give up a lot of run yards and rushing touchdowns, I think that's a perfect matchup for us. We talked to my bookie uh, yesterday as far as gambling goes. And makes me just want to double up my bets and put some more money down. Because right now, I think three points is what it was at. And that just is laughable to me. So, uh, although, you know, listening to Sean McVay today in his press conference, when asked about uh, the Giants and facing them twice in the past couple years, you know, being with Washington, is that, you know, an advantage for him? And he said, yeah, it's an advantage. But, you know, just like I know them, they know me. And the whole game plan of offense and defense coordinator is to confuse the other side. So he expects them to come out with a game plan uh, with some, you know, little twists in it. Uh, And he also said in those games, you know, you always played them tough. So it's a team that, yeah, hasn't performed well at this point, but they're not a quitting team. uh, And they're going to come out and play hard. Example being when they played Philadelphia, who is one of the better teams in the league right now. Uh, They had a comeback in that game and made that game a lot closer than it really should have been. And he showed that's the prime example of what you expect with this team is no matter who they're facing, they're going to go 60 minutes no matter what. So as we sit here and talk and name all these stats and say, oh, they're garbage and this and that, uh, you still have to understand that these are football players and that they're going to come out and try to win and that their coaches, uh, you know, that's what they do for a job. So they're going to Uh, beat these guys up but it would be nice because this will be the first time that we beat the Giants in 15 years so uh, we really nice if we can get a win and kind of break that streak and another notch on the belt for Sean McVay would be pretty cool there getting that win so some other news here as we're kind of going around uh, Greg Zerloin was named NFC special teams player of the month duh it's his second award this season with his first being special teams player of the week Uh, In the month of October, Zerloin has scored 51 points, which leads the league. 84 total points scored. Again, leads the league. Biggest game. Remember that one against the Cowboys? He had seven field goals, two extra points, and helped the Rams knock off Dallas on the road. So through seven games, he's gone nearly perfect, just missing one field goal. So he's going 22 for 23 on field goals, and then 21 of 21 on extra points. So... Huge reason why we're 5-2. and two. Obviously very deserving of this um, award. And the great thing is, as we always mention here, is our special teams is the shit. Um, I actually put up a really cool article. If you guys didn't get a chance to see it, go check out um, Locked On Rams on my Twitter. The New York Post put together an article about Hecker and how he is not only the best punter in the league, but possibly the best player in the NFL. Pretty cool stuff. It was a great read. If you haven't checked it out, go to my Twitter um, I tweeted out yesterday. I'm trying to think because you guys are listening. So I retweeted on Wednesday. So if you want to do a little scroll down, there it is. So that's awesome. Our special teams are getting the 
the accolades that they deserve and it's only you know eight weeks in the season so hopefully we can stay true to this because when it comes playoff time and yes we have to start thinking about playoffs because this is a team um, that you know is really putting together a winning season right now those are the key pieces in the playoffs that are um, overlooked but highly highly important so a good special teams unit is a is something you want if you're going to make a deep run in the playoffs so we've got it man we're ready now just bring us to the playoffs the Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So sticking on Rams news, uh, it was just announced by College Football that the 2023 College Football Playoffs National Championship, whew, that's a mouthful, will be held here in California down in Inglewood at the new Rams Stadium. So they continue to add fun events to the now under construction stadium that is due to open, I believe, in 2020 if they don't push it back again. Um, it was too much rain. Okay, whatever. Um, still don't buy it. But we've got the Super Bowl lined up. I'm assuming I think they're going to give it to us the year after we open because they want to see us kind of, you know, run through the stadium a little bit and get ready for that. Uh, we obviously have the Olympics coming this way. Uh, they're going to do the draft out there. And then now college football national championship will be held out there. So this stadium is going to be awesome. I love JB Long's always doing flyovers back and forth because the man's working all over the place. But every once in a while on his Instagram, he'll post uh, flying over the stadium. And just from him traveling this year, you've seen them grow and, and uh, get start to basically more and more look like a stadium. You're understanding where the layout's going to be, and they've got a couple beams coming up already. So uh, that's going to be fun to kind of follow and see what else uh, gets added to that schedule along the way because it's supposed to be, you know, hands down the greatest stadium ever built in America up to this point. So can't wait to get more and more from that stadium, but I thought that was pretty cool uh, that college football national championship will be played there. Some more NFL news here as we're talking around. A guy that played in that national championship not too long ago as of last year, Deshaun Watson, man. Ugh, I'm just gutted by this, but he tore his ACL in practice and is out for the season. Uh, as you guys know, he's been tearing it up as of late, uh, just you know, almost averaging four touchdowns a game. He's had multiple games of five touchdowns. If you have him on your fantasy team, I don't need to tell you these stats because he's just blown up on there as well. Um, and he's really turned that team around who's lost you know, a few players to injury, uh, including J.J. Watt. But uh, now that team has seen another uh, dramatic injury. And it just it, it sucks for that team uh, and for, you know, for him personally because he's a great guy. If you, if you haven't heard a lot about him, his backstory, he actually was uh, a part of a program that was associated with the NFL 
that was giving away houses to families in need. Uh, he received one of those homes, uh, helped change his life. He talked about getting his, you know, him and his mother on track, and it was a big part of his success. And uh, when Houston kind of had that big problem uh, with the storm out there, he gave his game checks away to the cafeteria ladies to help support. Uh, he's given away a few homes to kind of back to that program to support. So he's a great guy. I wish him a speedy recovery. Uh, flip side of that is, you know, the Rams kind of dodged a bullet with them coming into town next week uh, instead of preparing for one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the game, not only just rookies, but in the game. Uh, now we have to get ready for uh, Tom Savage. So, eh, you know, not not so much, not so scared. We saw what the Rams did last time when we had to face a backup. That was in Arizona when we knocked out Carson Palmer out of the game. That was Drew Stanton that came into the game, and he had nothing going. So uh, Tom Savage has got a couple weeks here to get prepared until he faces the Rams' defense. Uh, but I expect that to be a huge advantage for us, especially coming back home, letting the defense kind of pin their ears back and just head at them while you can shut down that run. Uh, and then just get to the quarterback. Kind of our game plan again for this week with the New York Giants is just shut down that run, make Eli do everything, put the pressure on him, put him in third and longs, and allow our edge rushers to just get there and put the pressure on and cause some turnovers. So uh, a little upsetting, you know, for for NFL fans because now if you look at this this list here of big name players that we've lost so far this season, you know, we got Deshaun Watson that I just mentioned. We talked about Brandon Marshall. Odell Beckham, J.J. Watt, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Dalvin Cook, another rookie uh, running back that was doing really good, Elman out for the year, David Johnson in the division, Carson Palmer, Andrew Luck hasn't seen the light of days yet so far. So a lot of big-name players have been out this year. Kind of a bummer for the NFL, but it creates you know next-man-up mentality. These guys get to come out here and perform, and hopefully all those guys recover and come back stronger. Uh, but when some of those big name guys go out, you start to, you know, kind of be like, oh man, what a bummer to kind of, you know, you, you want to witness the best and some of the best aren't playing. But again, taking at taking a look at this as a Rams fan, as it starts to open the door for new young up and coming teams like my boy Goff and Todd Gurley to put it together and say, listen, if Aaron Rodgers is out, JJ Watts out, all these big names, who's going to step in and fill that role and win those games? Why not us, right? We not me, why not us? I like it. Hashtag it, sign it up, make it a t-shirt, get me one. XL, please. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked on Fancy Football with your Locked on Fancy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fancy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. So another thing to keep an eye on is I saw a couple articles floating around there that talked about uh, the Houston ownership. And you know they had their own drama in the past couple weeks with their owner coming out and saying some you know, very questionable comments about not letting the prisoners run the jail. 
Uh, he also was, by a source, said that he would sign off on bringing in Colin Kaepernick as far as at least checking him out. Uh, so, uh, you know, keep an eye on that. Not saying we're going to see Cap this year, but a lot of injuries uh, have been happening lately. And, you know, I'd love to see that guy at least get a chance to come back and, and uh, you know, play some football. But that's just me. Well, moving back to our game, we did, I mentioned it just briefly earlier, but McVeigh had another uh, press conference day that I watched. And uh, a couple of things, obviously, we talked about the matchup. And then we, and then reporters seemed to ask him a little bit more about specific questions and players and you know, when we asked about the tight end uh, position right now and how that's been for them, you know, we've got three tight ends and kind of how everyone's, you know, how the ball's being moved around and who he, who he likes most there. Um, he talked about Carrier, who we just picked up before the season. He said it adds versatility. He's been great. He hasn't had a huge role in this offense yet, but they love everything he's doing as far as blocking, whether he's been, you know, back there as a fullback or on the line as a tight end, uh, where he's doing everything we ask him to do. Higby, he said, has just really impressed him because not only is he out there catching the ball, but his blocking from last year has just gone up huge, and he's contributing in all aspects of the game. And then Everett, the rookie, you know, he mentioned that he started out really hot and he banged up a little bit, but he expects him to continue to learn and get better. He said he can use some a little more work in in the pass blocking area, but as far as his hands, he's he's done great. Uh, dropped a couple key balls early in the year, but so far um, the tight end position has been a great great part of our team so far. Uh, then when he asked about Robert Woods, who's basically leading the team as far as receivers uh, in yardage and catches, and they kind of said, you know, he's one of the few that hasn't been in the end zone yet. Are you going to try to, does, does that come into the play calling when you're trying to get a guy like that into the end zone? And McVay said, yes and no, kind of, you know. He said he should have had a touchdown there in Dallas that, uh, you know, we all saw and saw it as a touchdown. They ended up wiping it off. But he mentioned, you know, he wants to reward those guys uh, but he said, at the end of the day, it's going to happen for him. You know, he's he's putting himself in the positions, and he's catching the balls, and he said he's not too worried about that, and that it will only a matter of time until he'll get in the end zone. And then, obviously, we had to get into Sammy Watkins and said, you know, moving forward, you know, do you start to really try to get him the ball more, you know, start forcing it? And McVay said, you know, game plan, there's a lot of things that go into Sammy getting the ball um, but what he likes is he's being competitive without the ball. He's finishing his routes. You know, that was one of the things early in the year that uh, people were getting on him for. And he said, you know, he's, he's really trying to win those matchups and he's doing little things like blocking down the field and uh, competing away from the ball, which is always a great thing to see in the wide receiver position because sometimes you get that, well, if it's not coming to me, I'm just going to kind of jog this one out. So that is something to build off of with Sammy is that he's out there uh, competing every snap. And then he said, it's not really just up to Sammy. You know, there's a lot of things that go into it. The protection, the, protection, the play calling, um, you know, how the defense adjusts to what they're presenting. And, you know, McVeigh, again, like always, took a little bit of blame for it and said, you know, I got to do a better job, you know, creating some things that give them a good matchup. Um, and then when, as they, you know, reporters kept pushing, you know, he said, if it was easy about just, you know, throwing the ball and getting them seven, eight catches, he said, I just let you call the plays it'd be a lot easier have you you answer those questions so uh it's not as simple as just drop back and throw it to sammy um more in-depth football knowledge that goes into that getting him open so uh hopefully we see him continue to you know increase that role and be a part of the team in any aspect obviously we've got many 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 options uh but they do want to get their number one right wide receiver more involved so uh keep an eye out for that and keep an eye out for that snoop dog play really think it's gonna come jean mcveigh he's kind of cheeky like that i like it 
Well, guys, like I mentioned, I want to keep this episode pretty short. Uh, We've had a long two weeks to get to this point. I'm just so excited for football. Again, we get this game right when we wake up in the morning. One of the things I do love about them playing on the East Coast, we wake up and we got football. So reach out to me on social. That is at LockedOnRams and LA underscore Rambling Bear. I'm going to be tweeting during the game. Uh, If you guys want to talk about anything coming up for next week, let me know. I will probably release who our guest is later in the week, uh, maybe even on my Monday show. Uh, that way, get you guys ready for it for some questions. I always love taking uh, fan questions and working them in the show. So reach out to me, guys. I always record, you know, probably around seven o'clock the night before I, I I'm going to release an episode. So plenty of time to reach out to me during the day, guys. I enjoy doing this. Make sure to go to iTunes, leave a review, let me know what you think, give it a thumbs up, give me a five star. You'll be entered to win a Pro Football Focus subscription if you put your Twitter handle in there, and they'll reach out to you and give you that. That's awesome. I have it myself. You know I love it. I always speak about it. So go leave me a review. Enter your Twitter handle for a chance to win. And you know what it is, Rams Nation. Until next time. Peace. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.